Welcome to Biblical Truth Made Simple. You know, the heart of a Christian should be a humble heart and a grateful heart. It should be a heart that is thankful for everything that God has done for us. Unfortunately, there are many times we forget or neglect being thankful for the grace and mercy he has shown us. So join us for today's podcast as we continue our journey through the book of Luke and we continue on our journey on our road to the cross with a podcast entitled One Out of Ten. When was the last time you thanked God? I know we pray at the dinner table and we thank him when things have gone bad and he provides for us, but why don't we thank him every day? Every day you wake up and you breathe. Doesn't that rate a thanks? Very often we expect God to just do what he does and we go about our lives doing what we do and forget that nothing we do could be possible without him. There is a lesson to be learned in chapter 17 of Luke about being thankful. Chapter 17, starting in verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. Jesus is on his final journey to Jerusalem. But unlike many Jews, he had no problem passing anywhere near Samaria. And as he passes through, he encounters a group of lepers. It says, as he entered the village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Leprosy is a bacterial infection that causes lesions and cause severe nerve and joint damage. The idea that leprosy causes limbs to rot and fall off is because of the nerve damage. Lepers can injure themselves not knowing they've been injured and cause infection to set in. While leprosy is contagious, it takes long-term contact to be infected. And 95% of the people who come in contact with a leper don't get infected. But in ancient times, in Israel, leprosy was considered unclean, and these people were forced to live apart from the rest of society. They were required to stay far away, about, about the length of a football field, to cover their mouths and yell, unclean, as the pastors went by to warn them not to come close. Jesus encounters such a group, and instead of yelling, unclean, they cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. It is obvious to the casual reader that the news of his ability to heal and the things and the miracles he had been performing throughout the land had even reached the outcast of society, and they cried out for mercy. Jesus is mercy incarnate. He is grace born alive. We are all infected with something far more debilitating than leprosy. We are all infected with sin. Apart from Jesus, it is the one thing that controls our lives. It affects every aspect of how we live and how we view the world around us. 
Unlike the lepers of Jesus' day, sinners don't have to live apart, nor do they have to declare they are sinners and unclean. But do not be dismayed, because God will judge all sin. Because there will come a day when we all will kneel before God and be held accountable for our actions. While it will be wrong to assume that Jesus will not judge sin, he will one day judge all the world and all the nations, even though he is still full of grace and mercy. It says in Matthew 25, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all nations, and he will separate people from one another as shepherds separate sheep from goats. And he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. But again, his justice and his judgment is also weighed by his grace and mercy. John 3.17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Sin in today's world and culture, if anything, is not seen as being unclean, it is celebrated. Without even realizing it, the world is continuously yelling, unclean, as they celebrate the murdering of children, the acceptance of homosexual marriage and transgenderism. We applaud the mutilation of children in the name of tolerance. It is the Christian who is set apart, who is seen as the outcast, as the unclean. When it is the Christian that calls him to mercy and grace. It is the Christian that calls him to the salvation of the person known as Jesus Christ. When the lepers cried out, Jesus, as a Jew, had no obligation to answer them. He had every right to keep walking, and yet in mercy he answered them. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleaned. To the outsider, go and show yourselves to the priest may seem like a strange request. But to the person living in ancient Israel, it made perfect sense. When a person was unclean for any reason, to be declared clean, you must present yourself to the priest and show them that you have been made clean. Often this would also include various rituals that the priest would command you to do or would do themselves. The miracle happened along the way, though, and as they went, they were cleansed. As the men were walking to see the priest, their leprosy was cured. This might have been a very joyous occasion for them. They were no longer seen as an outcast. They could rejoin society and their families. And yet, only one turned and thanked Jesus for this. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praised God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. The proper response to mercy and grace, the mercy and grace that Jesus gives us, is worship. It is really the only response. There was nothing these men did that merited the healing they received. All they did was cry out to Jesus for mercy. So it is with the grace God provides us through his son, Jesus Christ. We all deserve death. We all deserve God's wrath. And what we get when we call upon him is mercy and grace. If that does not merit worship, I don't know what does. Every day we're provided with grace and mercy. Even the unfaithful gets rain and sunshine and wind and clouds and food, and breath, and life. 
Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Here's where things get interesting. Now he was a Samaritan. It would seem that even though a Jew would avoid being near a Samaritan at any cost, the fact is they would take the long way around to get to Jerusalem just to avoid going through Samaria. But because of their leprosy, these Jewish lepers and the Samaritan were all in the same boat. Yet, it was only one, the outsider, who came back to worship. Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? The other nine saw no reason to come back and worship or even thank Jesus for what he had done for them. Perhaps they felt they deserved such a miracle because they were of Israel. I think we can all say without a doubt there has been times that even we forget to worship and thank God. We take for granted the many things he has done for us. We feel we only need to thank him for the big things. The other little things are just things that we deserve. That is not true. He deserves our continual thanks. He deserves our continual worship. Was no one found to return and give praise to God except for this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. The only one to come back and thank and worship was the outcast. He knew he did not deserve what was given and came back in humility to worship the one who saved him. As a child of God, we all have a tendency to think because we are saved, we don't need to thank God for every little thing. We forget, lest we not forget, that there was a time we were outsiders. We were seen as enemies of God because of our sin. Romans 5.10 starts with the statement, For while we were enemies. In Ephesians 2.3 it tells us we were children of wrath. It is only by his mercy and grace that we are saved. We are outcast from heaven. We are outcast from God's family because of our sin. Romans 5 says, For while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Notice, rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise him, worship him, because through him we now have reconciliation. We are no longer outcasts, but members of God's family. It was only by his faith that healed the Samaritan, his faith in Jesus. We are healed and saved from death only by our faith. It is our faith that keeps us on the road to the cross. It is our faith that keeps us moving forward. And it is our worship that keeps us humble. Worship equals hope. What you put your hope in is directly tied to what you worship. 
If you worship yourself, if you worship the world around you, if you worship the politicians, that's where your hope lies. And to give you the facts, that is hopeless. Any hope in man is a hopeless hope. There's no assurance. But if you worship God, if you praise Him, if you seek Jesus, your hope lies in something that will not disappoint. He will always be there with you. You live with the hope knowing that you have eternal life, free from sin, to be in the presence of your Savior. That's the hope that I want. That's the hope that I want for you. And it only comes from worship, humbly worshiping the one who can save. Father, I thank you for all that you have done for us. We bring you praise and glory because you are God. You are faithful. You are full of grace and you are full of mercy. But you are also full of wrath and judgment. You will not let sin go unpunished. But through the grace of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, Father, we all have hope. Let us put our worship in Him. Let us put our faith in Him. And let us walk every day in thankfulness to you, for you are the one who deserves praise and glory. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to today's podcast. You know, again, what we worship is where we put our hope. And the only true being that deserves worship is God. And all our hope is found in Jesus Christ. If you were listening to this podcast today and you're worshiping anything else, I pray that you come to know Christ. And what it means to worship the one who can actually give you hope. The one that God sent down to live as a man, to be born of a virgin, only to die on a cross only to be raised on the third day, defeating even death. And for all those who put their faith in him, there is hope. There is hope for eternal life. Until we meet again, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. The sun shine warmly upon your face. And God forever hold you gently within his hands.